Pastors Larry and Tiz Huck welcome you to this weekly Torah study from New Beginnings Church in Bedford, Texas, taught by Pastor Scott Sigmund. We pray this message will help you better understand how God's Old Testament wisdom and New Testament revelation are meant to jointly fit together. Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning. And as many of us has stood in this place and have lifted up our prayers to you today concerning loved ones, family, friends, personal needs. Father God, I ask that you move in a mighty way and that you touch these needs and that you move these mountains and that you reveal yourself and your goodness and your mercies and your love for us. Father, we just want to honor you today. And Lord, I pray that this word taught today moves and touches the hearts of the people. And that this word, Father God, will have an impact on our lives and helps us to grow in your word. And that really deep understanding of who you are in us. For we move and we live and have our being in you. Father, we love you and we praise you. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning. Amen. Well, I'd like to welcome everybody this morning. Good morning. I'd also like to extend a warm welcome to our stream family who's with us. And as we get started here, uh, give you a little bit of background of what we're doing and what the lesson is today. We will be opening up the book of Deuteronomy, which is the fifth book of the Torah. Today's Torah portion is called Divrin. D-I-V-R-A-I-R-A-M, excuse me, spelled again, D-E-V-A-R-I-M. And uh, I want to also uh, share with you the purpose, and then I got several challenges that the Lord put on my heart to extend to you and to receive the revelation of this teaching. The purpose of this teaching to begin with is to be reminded of what God had done for the children of Israel. The challenge is, is that we understand that what God had done for Israel, He is doing for us. Amen? And I want us to be encouraged to know that God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. As He moved for them, He moves for us. And I will bring this teaching together today to show how He does that and why He does that. And the last thing I want to share with the, the uh, challenge is let's continue to be dedicated, not growing weary, but be dedicated in the study of his word and in prayer. And let's reach out to a dying and hurting world. And if you're not doing that, let today be a day that you rededicate yourself in doing that. Amen? Amen. Divarim. Divarim is also known as Deuteronomy. Divarim and Deuteronomy actually means words, but not just any words. Amen? These are the words that were, are referred to as what Moses spoke and spoke to the people. Deuteronomy 1.1, the word says, the very beginning of this chapter, the very beginning of this book, it says, These are the words Moses spoke to all of Israel in the desert east of the Jordan. Now these, this new generation, not these, but this new generation of Israelites are sitting on the eastern banks of the Jordan, 
looking into the land in which they are to possess. Amen? But before they go, Moses wanted to give these folks the final instructions going in. These words also had an immense significance in the history and the religious uh, context of what these people were to, to receive and understand. Now, a little history. Most, ex, most experts agree that the entire book of Deuteronomy was written within the last five weeks of Moses' life. Last five weeks. It's, it seemed to be like a, a farewell address to the people. Many rabbis conclude that it bridged the gap between the oral and the written word. You have gaps and you have the bridges. It brings it together. Now, the difference between the oral and written was the written Torah was the five books of Moses. The oral word or the oral Torah is an interpretation and teaching and explanation of the laws. You would have the laws, but people would have to explain it and teach it. And in that, things were probably added or, or discounted in certain ways. But as the word progresses, you know, as, as we evolve as a nation, we begin to see things change. Well, we, we implement new, not new laws, but laws and explain them clearly. Amen? It's, it's a little bit, for me, it's hard to explain it thoroughly, but there's a difference between the two. Now, Deuteronomy is a presentation of events and laws taught in previous sections of the Torah. And these sections are called Mishnah Torah, spelled M-I-S-H-N-E-H, Mishnah. Mishnah Torah is also referred to as Deuteronomy. But the meaning of Mishnah Torah is the repetition of law. And the repetition of law serves several purposes, and here they are. The, the repetition of law helps to reinforce and improvise the importance of the commandments. It serves as a reminder to individuals of their obligations and responsibilities to the covenant and the law. The repetition of law allows a deeper understanding and interpretation of the commandments and laws. The repetition, the repetition of law plays a critical role in society, ensuring continuity with legal traditions. It helps communicate and maintain a strong connection to their legal heritage and passing it down. The law was to be passed down from generation to generation and to continue to preserve it's wholeness. Amen? Side note. As I read that and studied that a little bit, I thought how important that is for us today. As we should strive to know the significance and the importance and the knowledge of the word. And the reason for that is that it will continue to be carried on from generation to generation. We have a, it seems like to me we have a generation of people that are godless. And they're godless because they're fatherless. We have a generation that is godly, godless because they do not have the head of the household within the household. 
Also, another note is to have us to strive for that deeper, deeper understanding. And I know I'm being repetitive, but to really, I mean, it's so significant, so important. And I know we get busy. But, man, if you guys could spend 10 minutes a day, and many of you probably spend hours reading this word. But it's so important for us to understand it. Because as we understand it, it becomes second nature. It becomes second nature in our character. And, you know, this world right now may only read the Bible through your life. You may be the only Bible they read, and that's the Bible of your actions, reactions, the words from your lips, the way you react. You may be the only Bible anybody ever reads. So it's so important as Christians. And listen, all of us are here today because we want a deeper knowledge and revelation of God. We want to be that someone who brings that light into the world and to make an impact. That's our deep desire. We want that. More so than some of the blessings. I think, I, for me, I mean, I want to be blessed. But listen, I find myself extremely blessed when I can share God's word. I find myself at times, and, I, and I'm, in, I'm in a business where I interact and travel all over Texas and Oklahoma. And I've shared that with many of you. Y'all know what I do. But I find myself being approached, asking, hey, man, I got a problem, and I don't know how to solve it. What do I do? And the first thing I do is, I, well, let's take it before the Lord. If I didn't have the knowledge of this word and knew the power of this word and, 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 and was able to speak this word, that blesses me when people come and ask me to pray. And I, and, and I just let my life be read. As though I strive it to be read like a Bible would read. Amen? Also, the other thing I want you to make a side note of the repetition of law in our lives is it helps us to foster a deeper connection with God. Got to have your heart open. You have, to, you have to be vulnerable to God. So important. And so, with that said... It's so important that we are effective in passing this biblical principles and knowledge and love on to the next generation. For me, it's talking with guys like you. For you, it's talking to our youth. It's being an example of them. For you, it's helping that guy who is looking for something but doesn't know or gal looking for something but doesn't quite know. Let's touch them. Here's another thing that I've learned along the way is as we touch people's lives and the impact we make, those folks could be a next Billy Graham, let's just say, okay? That's something of that nature. Well, all the lives they impact, we also get the credit for those lives. And as we go before the King Kings and the Lords of Lords in our day of going home, all these beautiful crowns that are laid up before us. And because we continue to seek and study and strive to learn the word of God. And that's what Moses was pressing upon the children of Israel. They didn't have the Bible, but they had the Torah. And Moses was teaching this Torah to this new generation of people. When you go, you go because... You are going to be established as a generation that has never been seen on the face of the earth. Ever. 
You are not going to be like the other nations that have been in existence. You're not going to operate with intimidation and fear and manipulation. No, you're going to go in and you're going to work with the mighty power of God. But you're going to be fair. You're going to be honest. You're going to do the things that I have ordained you to do correctly. And in that, you shall prosper. Deuteronomy is a very special manuscript. I want you to understand that. It defines the covenant between God and Israel. This covenant was given, of course, as we all know, at Mount Sinai to the older generation. Giving Israel as an upstart nation, the, De- the book of Deuteronomy is for the code of ethics and a higher level of standards to live by. It was being a nation established like no other, as I mentioned. It's a holy nation. It's a nation partnering with God. Now, as I'm talking about Israel, I'm talking about us too. We are Israel. Okay? Exodus 19.5.6. If you're taking notes. The word says, now if you will obey me, what God is saying is, hey, if you partner with me and keep my covenant... You will be my own special treasure from among all the nations of the earth, for all the earth belongs to me. And you will be to me a kingdom of priests and holy nation. Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen. So if we listen and then learn that God's word, excuse me, if God's word is God's, God's word is God's will. God's word is God's will. Let that sink in. And here are a couple of scriptures of God's will. Deuteronomy 11.1. 1. Love the Lord your God and keep his requirements, his decrees, his laws always. Deuteronomy 28.1.2. Very popular, very, very well-known scripture. If you fully obey the Lord your God by keeping all the commandments I am giving you today, The Lord your God will exalt you above all nations of the world. You will experience all these blessings if you obey obey God. You will be blessed in the country. You will be blessed in the city. You will be blessed with many children. You will be blessed with the fields. And goes on and on and on in the blessing. Amen? Last scripture, God's will, James 1.25. But the man who looks intently into the perfect law... That gives freedom and continues to, and con, that gives freedom and continues to do this, not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it, he will be blessed in what he does. Amen. Three good scriptures of what God's will is for Israel. Three good scriptures of what God's will is for us. Here it is: as God spoke through Moses, Moses now is speaking to the new generation of Israel. He's saying, "Hey, don't forget this. Don't forget this." We need to love God with all our heart, with all our soul, and with all our strength. That's out of Deuteronomy 6, 4, the Shema, Shema Israel. He says, obey and experience my fullness. That's uh, Deuteronomy uh, 28, 2. The other is look intently into the law. Intently means to, with being earnest and engage Engaging attention. Be earnest and engage into the law. Intently be engaged. 
and walk in freedom. The last one. God's will is that we walk in freedom, that we no longer have the slave mentality for the Israelites. We no longer have the sin mentality as, as believers in God, as Christians. Amen? Get out of that stinking thinking. Let's move forward. Amen? All right. Well, this word applies to us in day, today, the entire teaching. If we listen and learn, honor God's commandments, and, and, and keep his covenant, walk in his covenant, we will and are entitled to the blessings and rewards. The Lord will bless us as he did with the children of Israel. And I wanted to share some of who God is in Jehovah. Amen? We have Jehovah Roho, my shepherd, my guidance. Jehovah Rafi, God who is with us, or God who heals. Jehovah Shalom, God who gives me peace. And here's my favorite, Jehovah Jireh. You guys know that song, Jireh, that plays on the message and, and, and so on. God who provides all my needs. I don't know about you guys, but boy, there are days, there's weeks, there's months, and I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do to get this figured out? But I go back to the word in the Philippians. For God meets all my needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Romans 8, 28, for all things work together for those who love God and are called according to a purpose. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. For greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. Amen. Jehovah. He provides as he did for the children. And I want us to understand that and get that revelation today too, which we do. We're mature Christians in here. Don't get me wrong. I know you know. But it's always good to kind of get that thing stirred up again. So when we get out of here, we can go, hey, and again, be that light. So as we touch the world, they know we're different. Amen? So I want to give you four keys of this overall study of Divarim. And uh, the first one is... And this, now keep in mind, this is what God is trying, or God is, through Moses, is trying to teach the children of Israel, is number one, trust in God's guidance. Trust in him. See, Moses reminded Israel that God is their ultimate leader. We can find that in 2 Chronicles 13, 12. God is with us. He is our leader. The second thing in that is, he encouraged them to trust in God. Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. He also uh, inspired them not to fear the challenges they may face. Remember the 12 spies? The, the 10? They were gripped by fear. They were looking in their natural eyes and not through their spiritual eyes. But we got to know that we have a God in Isaiah 41.10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I uphold you with my righteous right hand. And the last thing is to trust God to conquer the promised land. Trust God to overcome your issues. Trust God to take you from glory to glory. Trust God to take you from one place to another with the peace of God, the knowledge of God. Amen? Amen. The second thing that Moses was pressing upon the uh, children of Israel was to learn from the past mistakes Israel made. Moses recounted within this teaching of the Israelite people is to recount Israel's past failures and their disobedience and rebellion. We can fall into that same mindset. 
Amen? But he wanted the Israelites, he wanted me to go, hey, what you're doing is not going to be okay. It's going to cost you. And this is what we need to do, and let's not do what you're doing. He's telling those young kids, this young group of this new generation, hey, guys, this is what your mom and dad did. And look where it got them. Let's not do that again. Look over there. Look at that blessing that sits over there. I can see it now. Look at that. Let's don't go back to this stinking thinking, as I say. Let's move forward in trusting God. He also wanted to encourage Israel, this new generation, not only to learn from the past mistakes, but never to repeat them again. And if you fall into if you fall into this stinking thinking, take capture of that thought. Try to always be sensitive and recognize it and turn from it. God will help you. I mean, he'll help us. He'll help you flee from that. Amen? All right. The third thing he wanted to press upon him is the obedience to God's commandments. Moses reiterated multiple times the importance to obedience and to obeying God. Now, a little tidbit note here. In the Hebrew Bible, there is no word for obey. There's no word for to obey. The closest word the Torah uses to obey is shma, S-H-M-A. Shma means listen or hear. Okay? So let's go back and, and, and understand what Moses is telling the, the children of Israel. Listen. Listen to how important it is to hear from God and be guided by God. Okay? It's not, it's, this obeying thing uh, is kind of a negative thing. You're like, oh, man, i got to mind my mom and dad today. No, no. Just listen to them because they're trying to help guide you on the path of righteousness and to prepare you for your life as you get older you'll be uh you know capable of taking care of yourself and be very successful you know obey is not a bad thing okay moses also emphatically pushed that they understood that they could have great success in the promised land it only was a matter of depending on God 100%. If you want to be successful in life, trust God. Trust God. Amen? And the last thing is that in this study is remembering, Moses pressed upon the children, to remember God's faithfulness. It was so important for the children of Israel to understand how God delivered the people from slavery. This new generation did not live in Egypt. They only knew of Egypt, but they didn't live in it and experience it. But they wanted, Moses wanted them to understand that how faithful God was in bringing them to the east bank of the Jordan. He also wanted to guide Israel uh, to remember God's faithfulness bringing them through the wilderness. So, as a people, as a people of God that we are, 
we will experience these very same things ourselves. And let me explain why. Kind of depends on where you are in your life and if you're serving God or not. But God was faithful when he called you into the kingdom. He loved you even when we were sinners. And when we felt that prompting of the Holy Ghost, and we heard that word that pierced our hearts, and we truly committed to serve God and to receive him into our heart, that's where the hand of God begins to guide us, just as he guided the Israelites. Amen? Amen. Then we need to learn and grow from our mistakes. Even though we are saved, we still have a tendency and we still are sinners. But as I said, we need to turn from that sin, repent from that sin, take captive of the negative thoughts, the thoughts that, that is not of God, and walk in obedience and always make ourselves available to the King of Kings. Amen? All right. Well, this is why we teach this here uh, at New Beginnings. Is we bring the new and the old together, making it the full gospel. We bring them together. Remember, um, God's wisdom and God's blueprint. God's wisdom gives us the... Ability to, to move. His blueprint is for salvation and redemption and success in life. If we put them all together, we will find the full gospel of God. Amen? I want to read a note right, real quick that uh, Pastor Scott gave me. This has to do with the difference between... Let me just read it. Notice how the Lord separates keeping the commandments... From the faith of Jesus. He is making a point to improvise that one of the signs of the last days, listen to this, is that God's people will will honor commandment keeping. Or what we call law and order today. This does not sound like a commandment of of God's has been abolished. Faith in Jesus is keeping God's law. Back up. Faith in Jesus and keeping God's law are closely related to God's laws and divine principles that when applied will bring his blessing. They define behavior and natural results in bringing us the flow of purpose, power, peace, and prosperity. Amen? If you want those, I'll give those to you. So we're going to get out here a little early today. Uh, I'm going to close with this. Ephesians 2, 11, 13. The word says, but don't take any of this for granted. Don't take any of this teaching for granted. Amen. It was only yesterday that you were outsiders to God's ways. Had no idea of any of this. Didn't know the first thing about God's works. And had the faintest idea of Christ. You knew nothing of the rich history of God's covenant and promises in Israel. We walk in those today. Hadn't a clue of Christ dying the death, shedding of his blood, you who were once out of it altogether are now in it and have everything. Amen? Amen. So, I, I want to I close with this a little bit different, but like, like I just said earlier, there have been many challenges coming against me personally here lately. Very, very tough. Health is good, though. Praise God. I have all the tools I need. Yes, health is good. I have all the tools I need. 
I have all the tools I need. But I want you to know something. If you're needing direction today, if your job is weighing you down, if family issues are weighing you down, if health problems are existing in your life, your finances are disarray, and you feel like you're all alone, you're not. You're not. I remind myself that all the time. I'm not alone. God is with me. But today, I want to pray for us to, to help us with whatever, whatever. There's not a one of you that didn't come in here with something going on. And some, some of you are dealing with something a little more serious than others that is on your mind right now. That's weighty on your mind. And we're going we're gonna to ask God to move in that regard. Amen? Father, in the name of Jesus, as I close out today, I want to lift up this wonderful group of people that are sitting here hearing my voice. And Father God, I just ask that you move on their behalf today, touching their need. As I have a need, I really need a blessing. I really need you to move in my life, and I ask you to move in the lives of everyone that's sitting in here. Father God, we know that you are wonderful. We know that you love us. We know that you can move mountains and you can help us uh, overcome. Now, Father, I pray that you will bless us and keep us, that you make your face shine upon us and be gracious to us, that you lift up your countenance and give us peace. Father, I ask that righteousness and peace and joy of the Holy Spirit, which is the kingdom of heaven, consume us, and that we are like trees planted by the streams of living water, that our leaves never wither, And we produce fruit in every season. And wherever we go and whatever we may touch shall be blessed. Father, I thank you for today. I thank you for your word. I thank you for the deliverance of Israel. I thank you for my personal deliverance and the deliverance of everyone in here. And I pray that we will continue to grow and that we will continue to be the spark and the light. And that we will impact this world that we're seeing that's just disarray. It looks like it's so big we can't overcome. But God, I know that you overcome. And by using each one of us, inch by inch, I say life's a cinch. Yard by yard, life is hard. But I know that inch by inch with you in our lives, we are more than conquerors. Now, Father, we love you. We praise you and give you glory in Jesus' mighty name. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen.